The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss the realities of modern performance marketing. Joining us is John Redman, who is the co-founder and CEO of Bosco. Bosco is the developer of a software for retailers to index, plan, predict, and profit from online media spend more accurately to help customers identify new opportunities with their online paid media budgets. So far this week, John and I have talked about why senior management can't figure out how to measure online marketing performance, why there's an over-reliance of Google and some of the more mature online advertising platforms. And today we're going to turn our conversation to what the future of paid media looks like. All right, here's the last part of my conversation with John Redman, co-founder and CEO at Bosco. John, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you for having me. Excited to wrap up our conversation today. So far this week, we've talked about understanding how to evaluate your online marketing performance. And yesterday, we talked about really what your channel mix should look like, whether you should be relying on some of the more popular platforms, some new media options, or whether you should just abandon your performance marketing efforts and start building content syndication strategies. I want to double back and take a look at where we are today and try to be forward-looking, talking about the future of paid media. If we're hitting this point of maturity for Google and Facebook, the primary online advertising companies, what does the future look like in your mind? It depends on how futuristic you want to go. I once was talking to someone who had retina recognition and facial recognition, and they were going to build this into the billboards, and the billboards were going to be digital out of home. Totally vanilla sky. Yeah, but I've seen the technology. And arguably, you could connect it all together. And there was visions on the tube in London that each ad that you were looking at was going to be different, right? So that would be amazing to get to that. If it was personalized and focused on me, giving me an amazing offer, I wouldn't mind. Sounds terrifying to me. Yeah. Let's move a step back from the sci-fi movie. Yeah. So I think in the immediate term, if you think about the devices that we now interact with, the biggest challenge for digital marketing used to be one device, multiple people. And now we've got multiple devices, one person. I don't know if this is the same across the whole world, but something that's certainly in Europe is the opportunity to advertise on smart TV, but in the menu bar at the bottom with Samsung ads. So Samsung are turning their TV into an ad platform. And there's talk soon that if you're willing to take more ads, the cost of your TV will just come down and down and down. 
So the future of paid marketing, I think, is about understanding where your audience is and what content your audience is then absorbing and interacting with and ensuring that you get your media in front of that audience. So I suppose fundamentally, to have a really well-optimized paid marketing campaign going forward, you'll need some really good quality first-party data on your prospects. See, I'm torn here because I could make a case that says, hey, look, we're going to get better at multi-touch attribution. We're going to get better at targeting. And whether it's on Facebook or OTT, it's not going to matter. You're just going to be targeting an individual person who you think has a high propensity to buy. And we're going to be relatively platform agnostic because multi-touch attribution is going to be solved. We're going to figure that out. On the flip side, there's all these privacy concerns and GDPR, CCPA, the world is starting to realize the power of the data that they are sharing with companies. And I think that there's going to be restrictions and legislation around how data is used, and there's going to be more consumer privacies in place. How do you feel about the data collection process and whether that's going to impact marketers in the near term? I think people need to understand what value they're getting from a lot of these technology platforms for free. And I suppose I sit with two hats. I'm a consumer. And I use a lot of these free platforms and I see how the targeting hits me. Facebook is definitely listening all the time on my phone. Absolutely convinced of that. I can't prove it, but I will talk to my wife about something. And then two minutes later, there'll be something on her feet. And we've never Googled it. We've never searched for it, but it's something's definitely listening. So there are privacy concerns, but I think if people want to ensure that they get good value, and maybe it's there's models out there now where people are going to basically almost sell their own data or opt into a privacy program that protects them from the overall, they get paid to release their data to certain retailers who then target them. And it's like, what's the value of that? Or should we be paying to use Gmail and should we be paying to use Facebook? Because actually we're getting a huge amount of service for free. So if there's a paid Facebook with no ads, would people pay for it? Maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. Yeah, I'm torn. To me, the ad-supported internet is not going to go away. We're going to lose cookies, right? We're going to lose mobile app IDs as tracking identifiers at some point. And you know what's going to happen? There's going to be another technology that comes out that replaces them. Oh, it was like everybody said when the cookie law before comes in that the whole internet's going to stop. But nobody reads. They just all click accept. That's what we've seen. So they don't even know what they're accepting. Well, most people. And I think it's about education. A lot of these films on Netflix talking about this now, that's only half of it. And you know that, and I know that. There's a lot more data out there. Oh, the one on Facebook just drove me nuts. I thought that was such a piece of trash. It was basically like all marketers are bad and they're taking your data and they're selling it. It's like, God forbid anybody ever get advertised to because Facebook was the first person to ever think of advertising. Like there wasn't TV advertising before Facebook. Is that the social dilemma? Oh, I thought that was such a piece of garbage. Yeah. So there's one called Hacked as well, which is all about the Cambridge Analytica, where they were supposedly influencing the elections and this, that, and the other. But all this data is out there. And I think the future of paid marketing, going back to the question, as long as there's demand and there's products and people want to get a good value, there will be a market that exists. It's all about giving people good customer service, giving people a good product. I'm interested longer term on the ethics around the green elements of it, personally. What do you mean by the green element? I don't know if this is the same in the States, but in Europe, everybody's starting to think, well, actually, do I need all this stuff? Mm -hmm. And I suppose as somebody who runs a business that encourages people to spend money on advertising to sell stuff, I probably shouldn't be thinking, well, maybe we all need to buy less stuff. 
we work with a responsible fashion brand called Baukia, and they're selling ethically sourced, higher priced eco clothing, a bit like a, a small version of, say, a Patagonia or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're actually talking about some of the high end price ticket dresses that someone might only wear once or twice. They might rent them. So why buy a $2,000 dress when you could rent it for $200 and look amazing? Because it might smell like the person who wore it before. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Would you rent a ski jacket? Probably not. So I think what's going to happen as we go through is then how does that affect? Then going back to the media question, if it's the market's changed and the value for the customer has changed, I think the value of the media changes and the device of how you interact with that media. So I think ultimately where people need to get to is that customer lifetime value and understanding that interaction. You can only do that by offering really good customer service, measuring that data over time, and then you can understand, well, where does paid media fit in my future strategy versus what we talked about on the previous episode around organic and around content. But I think there will always be someone who wants a shortcut, an instant hit, and there will always be a place for paid media. But I suppose it's understanding your individual metrics and how you stack up against your peers because we had an interesting example with an online wine retailer. All their peers pulled out of Black Friday. We don't know why. And suddenly they had no competition. It's like someone just left the goal wide open. And suddenly the cost came down, the conversion went up, and they had the best November ever. We can't work out what happened. I would take credit for it if I were you. Yeah, yeah, well, he did. <laughs> I think part of this is understanding how you benchmark yourself against your peers, understanding their tactics and having metrics, simple metrics, for you to be able to drive your business forward. Yeah, I think that online marketing is not going to go away. There's always going to be a world where people are looking to promote their services by buying media. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. What my prediction for the future is, understanding what is purchased media is going to get confusing. We're already looking at a world where influencers are 
promoting products and services. And you can't really tell what's an influencer's decision or what's a paid ad. And you know, there's all sorts of gray area. And I think that that's a trend that's going to continue. We're going to be influenced so much by the world around us. And there's going to be a value exchange for people that have access and reach that are significant on these platforms, as opposed to just the actual advertising platform as well. So to me, the purchase of online media is always going to happen. I don't know if it's always going to be through the traditional advertising tools. I think that we might be seeing more of a shift towards the individual influencers getting compensated as opposed to the platform. We're already seeing that through the affiliate networks. You can now buy influencers. They get rewarded through the affiliate commission structure. So it's a much easier process to get mediums. So I completely agree. And it will also come down to it's about having the right product at the right time. So going back to the traditional marketing proposition, rather than just trying to buy the eyeballs, actually make sure you've got a really engaging proposition and a product. So John, tell me a little bit about how Bosco solves that problem where you're helping people understand the efficiency of their online advertising. Talk to me a little bit about what you specifically do to solve that problem. So Bosco fits into three chunks. And the first part is the Bosco index. And that anybody could just type their URL into asbosco.io, type in their retail URL, select their country, and just run the report, put in a few simple metrics, and they will get a score, which basically says how competitive and how effective are they against their peers in that particular category. So if you were Lowe's and you were in home improvement, you could type that in, then it will pull back who you compete against, and then it will say you're 650 out of 1,000. So that gives you a benchmarking tool, and that tool will be free forever. And we're hoping that this becomes almost like the net promoter score for digital marketing. So it becomes one single metric that people can obsess about performance and can gauge, right, we're going in the right direction. Excellent. And then I suppose the other part is, well, if I've got £100,000 to spend online, where should I spend it? And it's like, where should I invest my next pound? And what Bosco does is it looks at the available demand versus your budget versus your competitors and basically tells you which channel presents the best opportunities for you. And there's a light version, which gives users third-party data to predict it, or you can have the full version, which is the connect version, which would actually use integrate and connect with your data to predict which channel is going to give you the greatest return right now, this week, next week, next quarter. And then it will also indicate and take into account weather and take about seasonality. So we're hoping people can then pick the right channel for their particular product and service so that they're not just giving their money blindly to Google. No reason to just give Google all the money. If you're in e-commerce, you should definitely check it out. It's askbosco.io. John, I appreciate you coming on the show and telling us about your thoughts on the future of paid media, a little bit about Bosco as well. Thanks for being my guest. Thank you very much. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to John Redman, co-founder and CEO of Bosco, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with John, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is jredman, that's J-R-E-A-D-M-A-N, or you could visit his company's website, which is askbosco.io, A-S-K-B-O-S-C-O.io. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. 
If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.